welcome to the Parent Hub Live family podcast. Join us as we encourage, challenge, and partner with you to help bring your best to parenting. Each episode will feature a parent from our Bethany community, and we hope that their stories will inspire yours and will leave you with a few insights along the way. Hey, welcome everyone to the Parent Hub Live family podcast. So good that you have taken time to be with us wherever you are. I'm joined as always by Genevieve Epp, and she's going to help us today uh, facilitate our great conversation that I am so looking forward to. But first off, first off, Genevieve, how are you doing today? Oh, fantastic. Can't wait to hear from our special guests today. And speaking of special guests, we have Laura and Austin Ha with us. And uh, you may have heard and seen as, as Laura starts to share, you'll maybe recognize her voice. Uh, she is our Director of Creative Arts at Bethany, and so good that she is uh, leading us in all things art and worship, and uh, so glad that she has taken time along with Austin to be with us and share a little bit of their story. Uh, but guys, how are you doing today? We're, we're very well. Yeah. Yeah. Excited. <laughs> I've never done a podcast before. <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> all right. There's yeah. the first time for everything. <laughs> We've got the kids mostly in bed. So we, we yeah, it's it's good. So we are recording about 11 p.m. in the evening. No. Uh, <laughs> um, and so, Laura, I, I'm interested. We're going we're gonna to jump into to some of the questions and the conversations that we have. But um, I've been at Bethany for about 14 years. And you've literally grown, you, you literally grew up at Bethany. Like this was your, your home church from day one. Yep. I've got pictures of myself as I like barely one wearing a hard helmet at the building site that is currently our church. So, okay. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So like actually like the first building, like the first, not, not any of the renovations or. Yeah. We've got one little, we got one vagrant here. Um, (laughs) So, uh, so I was actually born in the Parsonage beside the church on Linwell Road that existed before, not in it, but I was brought home from the hospital there. And um, yeah, I was on Linwell Road right beside uh, Parnell School, I think. Yes, where Parnell School is now. And uh, they've since torn down the church and there's yeah. a new development there, but the Parsonage is still there. Okay. So, yeah. Now, I think that's amazing. Now, I, I have moved fairly frequently during my lifetime but you've had the opportunity to put roots down and, and real deep roots. Uh, what has that been like for you to grow up with one church and, and not only just in one church family attending that, but eventually working there. And this is now your career, you're raising your family in this community. Uh, what, what that, what has that been like for you? Yeah, I, I've, uh, I don't know if I've ever looked at it like that before. I think it's like, it's stabilizing in some senses because I, I do have roots here. My family's here. My friends are here. I can drive past, you know, schools and, and like have memories of in still in that, in this place, in this location. I think it's what has been cool though, is like seeing God's providence and God's timing, God's faithfulness at one place, because then you can see how the ups and downs have gone through. Like I remember just like certain things that I, I, I saw in my youth that I was like, I, I didn't know how to unpack. And as my dad, you know, kind of opened up to us about what was actually happening at that time, it's like, oh, wow, God really had this. And God is really, you know, 
made made a way for 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 Bethany always and what uh what his plan has been so I think that's cool like we knowing that God that God's got this so that's amazing Laura that you've had the opportunity to put those roots down deep and to uh, just be in this community live in this community work in this community um so going back to you guys how long have you guys been married now 2012 nine years nine yeah nine, nine years. years okay <clears throat> Uh, how did you guys, how did you meet? Tell, tell me a little bit of your, sorry, your backstory. <laughs> the internet. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, which one was it? Uh, eHarmony. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that exists anymore. It's like all this new stuff, but. eHarmony yeah. and yeah, we haven't made a testimony yet, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe yeah. We'll, re- we'll record this and this will be your eHarmony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you waiting for a certain anniversary to do your testimony? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, We've been married 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> just to make sure. Yeah, just to make just sure laugh. it works out. So eHarmony. So you guys. Are, are looking for love and this is a this is a spot where you just put your profile up and then uh who kind of connected with who uh and and how did that sort of get things get things moving i pursued her yeah 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 i saw her profile and i just got on the, <laughs> the keyboard and you weren't just texting all the girls right <laughs> she, i knew she was the one right and then um yeah i made first contact and um yeah, it kind of snowballed from there. Okay, so it was a, yeah. it was a snowball, or did it take Laura? Did it take a little bit of convincing or a little bit of work on Austin's part? I had to earn it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I had, I'd had a, a couple relationships in the, in the past that um, I I uh, fact checked everything he said. Yeah, there was um, a police check done on me, and no, you can't actually do that, Austin. I was yeah. just like, <laughs> I was like is this guy okay? And I, yeah, he said he was going to uh, Lennoxville for like to see a bunch of his football players play at uh, Bishop's university for a certain weekend. So I like looked up the roster to see if the, there were lots of Brampton people at Bishop's. Half and the team was from Brampton. Yeah, lo and behold, he, he wasn't lying. <laughs> so yeah, I was a tough sell. Well, we just call that due diligence, right? Like you got to yeah, do a yeah. bit of that background yeah. check. Yeah. Cause yeah. you, Cause you were from Brampton, right? So you, you weren't, you weren't from here. Now, did you know any, like, did you have any sort of uh, friends that were, that connected you or that you knew each other or it was just sort of. Oh, no. my experience in St. Catharines was very little outside of maybe going to Brock once or twice just to see concerts or whatever. But um, yeah, I didn't really know. Oh, actually I knew a little bit about St. Catharines for track and field. Um, so there'd be like regional meets at, St. Catharines and yeah, but outside of that, I didn't have too much uh, experience with St. Catharines, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And nobody in common, just the way eHarmony <laughs> matches you together, like they base it on values. And so we knew, and then also through discussion that we had a lot of the same values. So that, that is what eventually yeah. solidified it. <laughs> no, that's yeah. awesome. So how long were you then, how long were you dating? And then and then you were engaged. And so how long, how long kind of that process from when you first met? 2009, yeah. Yes, yeah, so we met in person. We'd been talking probably about a month, um, September 29th, 2009. And then we got married February 19th, 2012. Okay. So yeah, it was about two years before we got engaged. Marty, you were there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was there. <laughs> I think 
based on some of my history and also a wise uh, person's advice, Phil Kaithler, um, <laughs> who yeah. said that, you know, you got to date somebody through all four seasons. Yeah. Um, and so I made him go around twice. <laughs> <laughs> Just a victory lap. Right? Yeah. <laughs> a victory lap. So oh, yeah, great. just to, to really get, get to know someone. And yeah, so we had a, had a good opportunity to, to do that well yeah. before marriage. So, and then short engagement and yeah. got her done. Now I would, I had the, uh, I had the honor of being part of your special day. And so thank you for, thank you for that privilege and that honor. Uh, it, it was, um, you know, you know, like we can, we can sort of be honest about this. Sometimes you go to weddings and receptions and they're fairly just like cookie cutter, right. From one to the next, but your guys, your guys's wedding was truly unique that from my experience, and it was just very, very moving and, and very special. I still remember a lot of the, a lot of the elements of it. Yeah. And um, so what do you talk about kind of how that all came to be to put your ceremony uh, and your kind of special touches on it. Yeah. In terms of, um, yeah, planning for the wedding, Laura did like 95% of all the planning, <clears throat> but then there was a, a Korean uh, component to our wedding. And so we did, uh, I guess the traditional um, wedding, um, pastor Larry, father-in-law, daddy um, married us. And then, uh, then we went into our payback ceremony. And uh, the way that that was um, kind of set up was my parents. My parents looked into it and then we knew that we want to honor the Korean tradition a little bit. And so, yeah, there was a, a little bit of a blending of the cultures uh, for that day. It was really important to me to welcome Austin's culture into like, the culture that I was from, right? That um, exposing people to that too was important to me. Um, and then also to show that I was like open to it. And like, I don't know, I, I definitely made mistakes in it, um, but I intentionally memorized um, a Korean speech just to say thank you to his parents, to honor them um, at the reception. That, you know, I think that was meaningful. Oh yeah, in that, the that went a, and, a long way yeah. for my parents. Um, Heck, I couldn't even say it. I couldn't do it right now for you either. Like, yeah. So Laura <laughs> really hit, hit it, and she hit a home run with it. Yeah, that was yeah. that was uh, one of the highlights for me to hear and to be part of that and to witness that. Who did you seek out to to put that together? Because I don't know Korean, but it sounded it sounded perfect. Me neither. It, it, sounded, it sounded great. It, it was it was probably not flawless. I, I I'm sure now especially since I've made some Korean friends <laughs> that they would yeah, laugh at me. Consult I consulted Jessica Ann, who was somebody oh, who went yes, to our church yes, at the time yes. yeah. and they've since moved, but uh, I wrote out what I wanted to say and she translated it for me and, and uh, gave me like wrote it out. Um, she didn't write it uh, phonetically, but she, I went to her house a couple times to try to learn yeah. it well. And then I recorded her saying it and then just practiced it. Do you, do you remember any of it? Could you do, could you do some <laughs> of it for us? Well, I know that, she had me say um, Amoni and Apoji, which is very formal way of saying mom and dad. Mom and dad. Okay. And so I've since switched 
to, it took me a while. I had some pride, uh, but I now I've since switched to Amanapa, which is yeah. more Mom, like Dad. a comfortable yeah. way of okay. saying it. And uh, so remember I said that and then like, come like, thank you. And funny, the word that I had the hardest trouble with, and I'm going to butcher this. And if G hears this, she's going to laugh her head off at me. But um, the word generous um, cause Austin is known for his hospitality and generosity. Um, <laughs> so it was like not Naguran and yeah, apparently means gen- generous if I pronounced it properly. <laughs> okay. Now we each have, as, as we're like, sort of dating our, uh, you know, potential spouse, we each have sort of a checklist that we kind of have in our, in our brains of, you know, qualities and things that we're hoping for and wanting, uh, from our potential partners. Uh, Laura, like what attracted Austin to you? What were some of those things kind of you had on your checklist that, that he, yeah, that he, he checked off. So I did not have a checklist anymore because I had dated three different people who checked all the boxes and were not a good match or a wise choice at all. I pretty much threw out the checklist and decided to be a little bit more open um, with kind of who I would kind of consider. (laughs) And the big thing for me was just like faith. Like as long as they, they love Jesus and had a relationship with Jesus, they, that was it. And I decided too, that it wasn't going to be any more about what they were on paper. It had to be about actions. So um, when Austin had a lot of good friends and good connections in the community and you know, basically a mentor to his students and the, and the amount of time that he put into football and everything. It was like, okay, now I've, I've seen this in action. It's, it's, it's not who he says he is. It's who he is. So yeah. that for me was the big talk, thing how people talk about and how people talk about him. Yeah. She was threatened by people. If she hurt me. Yeah. I was like, I'm the girl. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> if I hurt him. <laughs> So so you very had some, egalitarian. <laughs> yeah. So you had some people, you had some people, Austin, who are looking out for you then. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Also, what about you? What are, what were some of the things that attracted you to Laura and, and check those boxes off for you? Yeah. Like, unlike Laura, I, I've never had like any girl that liked me. <laughs> like I never had, no. um, so I didn't have like a lot of dating experience, I, like virtually nothing. However, like, I guess checkbox. I knew uh, Laura was a real good fit in that uh, we had a lot of similar core values, mm. but not only the core values, like I really enjoyed hanging out with her. So her musical tastes were in line with like my musical taste kind of, right? So like she, not everyone is willing to go to like indie bars or like, you know, downtown kind of unknown bars and check out bands these are like things that kind of energize me and that like I really get up for yeah. uh stuff like that right <clears throat> and then um her family like clearly her family loves each other they come from a very strong caring loving family and that was uh, quite evident I think on our third date I had um an opportunity to have dinner with the Shantz family right? I think it was more than three I don't know it was pretty early <laughs> Right, because it was uh, Jessica's oh, birthday. Oh yeah, it was pretty early. Okay. It was Jessica's birthday, and you didn't run. Yikes. Yeah, and then, <laughs> was, she, uh, was she trying to scare you away with that? Yeah, right. So maybe indirectly, I was. 
So like uh, that was very important to me because yeah. like how she interacts with her family is different than how I interact with my family. However, there are like common threads that go between both families and, yeah. and A, uh, we're very loyal people. B, uh, we'll move um, the mountains for uh, each other's family. Like when we got married, really and truly anything that I would do for my family is now like anything that I would do for yeah. her family because we're one family. Right. Yeah. And so uh, that was really important to me. And then, yeah, clearly like when we both and both of our filters for eHarmony um, there's like a, a religion checkbox. And so Christianity um, was one of those uh, criterias where we both checked off or I, or this would never have happened. Mm -hmm. Right. Because yeah. she would have never, we were, we would have never gone to step one. And so, uh, that was, that was, um, a pretty important, uh, defining, um, characteristic or checkbox. No, that's great. What would you say, what would you say your biggest pet peeve or the one thing that, that your spouse does that drives you crazy, like just drives you bonkers. <laughs> so Austin, it's like a, it's like a, an episode of left behind every time Austin walks in the house. Uh, <laughs> His shoes are right, you know, walk in the house, take off your shoes, and they stay right there in the middle of the foyer or right beside his bed on the way to the bathroom, right in my way, or coming in from the out, like the backyard, sitting right there in front of the doors, like, you know, never shoved to the side. When we lived at Grimsby and I was pregnant, coming down the stairs, so it's, it's the shoes. And I've tripped on them enough yeah. that I feel like my point is valid. Okay. Yeah. Austin, you've you've um, probably got a pretty valid reason for your shoes being where they are. No, no, you know, oh, okay. I'm not a perfect man, Marty. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, sometimes I'm a little flippant about that too. Like, um, but yeah, like I, I guess pet peeves. I, I don't really have a big pet peeve of Laura. I know um, there are little things like Saturday mornings. Because usually Monday to Friday, because of work, um, I'm not really around in the morning, right? And so Laura does a lot of the morning routine. Well, she does all the morning routines. And then uh, Saturday and Sundays are kind of my time to shine. Um, but in the mornings, on Saturday mornings, I like to listen to music while I'm cleaning the house, making breakfast, all that, right? And for someone that um, <clears throat> makes a living off of like music, like she doesn't like noise, and <laughs> but I've noticed that with uh, a lot of the family members too, right? Like they like quiet, <laughs> you know. They can't handle um, like Laura can't handle a lot of noise, and I like listening to music, and she doesn't like that, and that is absolutely bizarre to me. <laughs> <laughs> or you're not in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. But those weren't too bad. I, I thought we'd hear more like socks by the laundry or. Shoes. Well, the socks are out too. Oh, it's just the shoes bother me more. I, I can <laughs> tell things that she thinks I'm annoyed. Like the way that I um, um, load the dishwasher. Oh, wow. Another thing, Marty. <laughs> he'll Jen, rip things open and the bags and boxes are everywhere. And he'll put them away. Like he'll finally clean up 10 days later. Here's something because I like, I like <laughs> being with people, right? Yeah. And so I'll text a group text to like, like the family, like. No, like my, everyone he's ever met. No, like. <laughs> Brother-in-law, sister-in-laws, right? Yep. 
but I won't include her in the message that, hey, guys, just come over to my house. We're, we're going to have a campfire. They would text Laura back. Did you know Austin just um, invited all of us over? Are we allowed to actually come? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> just confirming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you probably could just add like one more email to that email chain or one, right? Yeah. And just include Laura in that. Yeah. yeah. But that's he knows great. I'd be like, no. No yeah, people coming I over think, tonight. <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those situations where it's easier to ask for forgiveness. Yeah. All the time, this one. All the time. <laughs> So Laura, you're Canadian with your family heritage originating in Europe. And Austin, you're also Canadian, but born in Korea and raised in those norms and traditions. I'm wondering, what were some of the conversations you had when you were dating and engaged about your family and about expectations you had going into marriage? Like, how did you see that some of those blending of traditions and background and heritage, intentional conversations you had kind of going into marriage regarding that so just dating that it wasn't a big deal um like i'm a pretty easygoing guy i don't really force a lot of my like i don't know i don't really force things on too many people right but um yeah as we started uh getting more serious and we we wanted to commit to each other there were uh little things that uh i want to make sure that we took care of and so part of it was getting married in like, I guess, a formal, um, I don't know, in a big way, I guess. I'm not sure how to put it. but I um, wanted to elope. <clears throat> yeah. So Laura wanted, like if it was Laura, if Laura had it her way, she would have made, um, I guess, a more smaller, intimate um, kind of wedding. Yeah. And from my perspective, the wedding ceremony would have... Uh, symbolize a combination of a lifetime's work for my family, right? Yeah. It was important for me to honor my parents that way. Mm. I don't know if it was publicly uh, to show that they kind of made it because um, like perhaps my successes or uh, my opportunities validate what they yeah. what they sacrificed for moving to Korea to Canada was all about. And so that was really something that Laura had to um, really uh, consider. And so we decided to have a wedding that was not a huge wedding, but it was larger than what she would have wanted. One of the things that we had talked about too was um, just kind of like inclusion in his family. Um, one of the things that I had said was I, would, I was not going to change my name. I was 32 when um i got married and so it was like oh i've 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 been firmly established as shants like i'm gonna like learn a new key signature key signature wow that's music coming out hand signature <laughs> name <laughs> signature whatever it's called um <laughs> for um for the next 30 40 years of my life and and like why should i have to change my name um but when when we started talking about that it was a whole shift because for austin it meant more than just me taking his name mm. it was um me accepting his culture right, right. and accepting um not hiding the, it yeah there's a lot of i guess yeah a lot of reasoning behind yeah. it but yeah part of it would be like being proud of my name to be our name right yeah, yeah. so yes i understand that it's um a very patriarchal kind of uh mentality Right. But <clears throat> like 
I can't control how I feel something like, you know, and so it, it was important to me, especially being an Asian in uh, a group, a community that where I know St. Catharines does have, they do have Asians, but maybe not so much in the circle that Laura hangs out with, right? And yeah. so um, part of that accepting of that last name would be to like celebrate it and make it our own and, and build it. And I actually had a friend uh, around the same time. She had gotten married a little bit before me. She's white and she married uh, someone who's a person of color. And she also went through the same thing. So her and I actually worked mm. through that together. And and she took his last name too. And both of us were probably the least like league candidates to, to right. ever do that. <laughs> so yeah. Austin, you've said to me, like I, I had... Um, I traveled quite a bit and I had tried different foods and I actually um, had gone to like a bunch of different restaurants with some friends in Toronto. And I know that like sounds like maybe not that big of a deal, but that like, it was almost like God, maybe God preparing the way for me Mm. even to meet someone like Austin. I was not weirded out by different food. Whereas a lot of, white people who have never tried food from a different culture are immediately squeamish or think that it's, it's strange. Yeah. And, and then it can kind of write it off in, in, in a rather insensitive way. And um, so something as little as that is just, you know, what I'd learned both through traveling and experimenting, experimenting with different foods allowed me to lay down the groundwork. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> lay the groundwork of that. You, you know, Small there are things. steps turn yeah. into big steps, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, well, now I just need to know, is there a food, Laura, that you particularly love that comes from Austin's family heritage? Like, I don't know where to start. No, my, 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 my mom <laughs> like, cooks well, yeah. Korean cooking is exceptional, and I have not, like, well, I shouldn't say that. When we're in Korea, we ate at a lot of very traditional places. Yeah, and you, I, was, I, I can't even handle that. Yeah, I was yeah. 12, 12 weeks pregnant and it was a little... Oh my. Yeah. But <laughs> oh my. everything, like, <laughs> yeah. His mom Let's makes... the word, um, 12 weeks pregnant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Plus food yeah. of I, any kind. Plus food of any kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, there is something called a mandu cook, which is... Um, dumplings. Dumplings. Soup. Uh, dumplings and soup, yeah. Yeah. But his mom makes it homemade and it's amazing just had to go down that little food yeah app. yeah <laughs> now 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 we're hungry marrying someone from a different uh racial heritage what were some of the some of the challenges maybe that you faced and and also some of the kind of the pleasant surprises early on like was there anything that that you really kind of had to work through um and then things that just kind of came out of nowhere that were like wow this is this is amazing this is beautiful can I can I uh, speak on your behalf? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm a peacemaker, right? So I don't usually, um, I don't know, uh, start fights or anything like that. I, I kind of know my role, and so like when my parents typically tell me something, I typically do it. Um, I'm quiet about it, and so I think culturally, uh, uh, perhaps like Laura, situationally might have to like um, bite her tongue a little bit, kind of knowing your role or like uh, learning to um, mm-hmm. take a step back, right? And not uh, be 
up in front being like the front uh, leader uh, sometimes um, that that was a little bit of a learning curve yeah and there's no amount of reading a book that can really prepare you for that yeah because when you're actually in a situation right that's where all the learning occurs you know and right. so i think that was um something where like i'm like the reason why i don't get into a lot of fights is because i just kind of say hey you know let's see another day we'll we'll wait until cooler he heads prevail and then um mm -hmm. yeah we'll go about our we'll we'll do it we'll figure it out from there right but um yeah. i think that was uh one cultural kind of mm -hmm. aspect that um took a little bit of because like the shots girls are very strong they're all strong yeah. women right and and you know not better not worse but they have opinions they uh definitely um uh, know what they want and, them. and the, yeah they're they're pretty vocal and sometimes um especially in the asian culture and maybe not the asian culture but at least in the korean culture from my experience like sometimes it's best to you you know sometimes less is more <clears throat> so if, if i can comment on on two things like so one one maybe challenge was just understanding like i never would have thought of myself as uh not open to other cultures or i never really understand and understood like white privilege or like even implicit bias and and while you know not racist um, can't see the air quotations there. <laughs> um, there were a lot of um, opportunities for my eyes to be opened right. um, to, and I still have like a long way to go, but just even understanding, okay, so why did that happen? Or, or what's actually going on in this mm. situation? Even something I've, I've shared this story a couple times, but even something as simple as where do the chopsticks and Korean spoons go? They don't fit in the normal utensil holder. Right. I just called my utensil holder in the white dominant culture normal, right? So I, I put them where they fit in the secondary cutlery. Even even <laughs> as a dishwasher, if you don't have like a, a newer dishwasher, it's hard yeah. to put chopsticks because they all fall right through, right? You kind of put the chopsticks in the third tier, so, right? So yeah. dishwashers are designed for white culture, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's just, oh, okay. Yeah. So there are like how many more things that we're not seeing and like, it's like nobody's like evil in the way that they design a dishwasher, yeah. but, but now like things, yeah. you know, you need to open up more and, and what, you know, is your cutlery a huge deal? No, except I was demoting his yeah. cutlery and that, you know, just like little things like that to well little and big things to work through like that and just like um you know not having to apologize for who i am but yet still being aware of some of what i do can indirectly or even directly cause harm so yeah. just like an awareness and an education in that um was a yeah a bit of a challenge just even in interacting in, with some of you know your friends in the community and and then a, uh, a surprise for me is just, it is insane. <laughs> I like, it's just like, so mind opening and mind altering, um, that like how much richer my understanding of the world is my understanding of faith is, um, when I've 
been able to experience it through the lens of a, of a different culture or a different heritage yeah. of upbringing. And I know like any two people coming together can do that. <laughs> um, but I, I feel it's just even, even more so with, with just the immense or the facets of the lens with which you brought um, kind of faith and, and, yeah. and culture. And uh, I had a couple of experiences where um, I was one of the few white people at big parties um, and big moments. And, you know, while I, I noticed that and I was, mm. and it, it felt weird, it was something that I noticed and had to process. So that I think just that understanding of both, yeah, the privilege that I do have being white and also just when you open yourself up in that way, whether it be a friend or or a spouse, <laughs> how much richer your, your world can become. Wow, that is really beautiful. I'm so glad both of you were able to share those. I mean, I feel like I just want you to keep talking because I'm learning lots. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, I just have a quick question because I've heard a lot of this in the news and just reading that I've been doing or whatever. Did you notice, like, was there a difference even in how you, how you approach things like from that, like Western individualistic versus the more Eastern communal um, or family oriented way? Like, did you have those challenges at all early in your marriage? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) You can't share all of them. (laughs) You can't share all of them. (laughs) Yeah. I would say that that is one of the bigger things. Like like my family is, is close knit. We have lots of things that we, we do together, but it's just that it, the individualistic, nature of who we are as North Americans or Caucasian North Americans. Um, and even in our faith and compare like, like Korean hair, um, culture is known for their hospitality and known for almost like a bit of a diminishing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So much, so much warmth and, and, but a bit of diminishing of self for the common good. And, uh, and you even see that now, like I was very aware of it, but also in like, just going over the top to express gratitude and express hospitality and welcoming. Yeah. My dad. Yeah. <laughs> my mom hates it. But yeah. Like, why do you have to tip them that much? Or like, why do you have to do more than what any other normal person has to do? Right. Yeah. But because... your mom is exceptionally hospita- hospitable as well. Oh so. yeah. 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 And then even like, I don't know if we want to like, if this is like too political, so you can cut it, Marty, if you need to, but even like looking at how some of the Asian countries just responded to masks as opposed to some of the more Caucasian countries, right? It's like, you know, I will not wear a mask. Those are my rights. And in the Asian countries, it's like, we wear, we wear a mask because we are for the betterment of everyone. We understand this singly, you know, I know it can be a little bit more complicated than that, but I do notice that you, you know, you can use the mask as an example, but I would say that is the approach. It's a different approach mm. to a lot of things in life yeah. and in faith. Wow. Yeah, it's an added dynamic that our relationship has. So I guess people that don't really know me well, I could present as a very like, I don't know, for lack of a better word, white. And so like, I, I do have um, very core values that are very Korean. Mm-hmm. right but when people look at me they're not thinking oh that guy is eastern right because of my interests you know because of you know how i might carry myself right but um 
and so I, I've learned how to live in both worlds, yeah. but I've lived more in this kind of paradigm, right? Yeah. And so uh, sometimes, I guess, like Laura, because I make it pretty easy, like mm-hmm. I'm pretty accommodating in terms of like, I don't disrupt uh, the white sensibilities, right? And so um, it's kind of like she married a white guy, right? But I'm, I am hardwired at my core with a lot of values that are kind of um, Asian or Korean, right? So yeah. Um, so yeah, while we can kind of live like how we sometimes I'll ask Laura to rein it in and say, hey, uh, this is important to me. So can we try to make this happen? Right. And so that's another dynamic that, um, yeah, I think that's kind of unique in our um, relationship. Austin, thinking of some of those, uh, some of those values that you were, you were alluding to there and thinking of, of like the world that we live in, that you, you kind of walk that tightrope. What are, what are maybe one or two things that you think, Hey, these are core values that I've been raised with that I hold to that would be really beneficial if if the wider uh, population would start to follow those and and live by those. I, I'm not going to frame it like that, right? Okay. But the way that I am kind of hardwired, I am very much hardwired as hierarchy. So it's seen in, in the Korean culture, um, language uh, can denote um, where you fall on pecking orders, mm. right? From our parenting, um, we encourage my eldest daughter, or we encourage our middle and our youngest daughter to call the eldest daughter by a certain name, Unni. And so that is a respect word saying older sister from a younger girl to an older girl. So I've never called my brother Mike. I've never called my brother Sunil, his Korean name, or I've never, mm-hmm. called, I always call my brother Kyung. Right. And so th- those are like core values yeah. that are hardwired in me because A, it sounds weird if I'm calling him Mike or Sunil, and B, I've only known him as young. Right. Right. And so these kinds of things are uh, values that we're trying to teach our children. Mm. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I'm a very hierarchy kind of kind of guy like and that's kind of why i like sports that's kind of why i gravitate to football right because there's a coach and there's the players and that's kind of how it is right and then even my uh my catholic um my catholic background there's a pope (laughs) there's cardinals bishop (laughs) priest and i'm not going to look at you as my equal because you're just you're higher than me right (laughs) And so like that, that's not to say that I want people to take that approach, but that's just how I kind of grew up. Mm-hmm. And so um, I will give you respect just because of your title and not necessarily because you've earned it until you've given me a reason to not trust you, right? If you're Pastor Marty, then you're pa- Pastor Marty. And I'm already going to give you that uh, benefit of the doubt right? Just because of how I'm hardwired that way. Um, so like, yeah, heart, like hierarchy, that's kind of how um, I'm kind of wired. Oh, no, I just found that fascinating. I was like, okay, 
like it just layers of respect there too, right? Like different, different ways of respecting people at different levels, right? Like even yeah. how you give others deferential names to help them to live yeah. out that place of respect, yeah. you know? And, and that's kind of how I hear you saying that. And um, it is kind of a beautiful thing. Thank like, you. For I will, I'll, I'll, even though like my dad might, um, we might disagree on things. I will not escalate it to a point where our feelings are really hurt. I will eat it and I'll internalize it. I remember like my, my brother was a pretty high achieving um, student. He went to Western. He had really good marks. I didn't have good <laughs> high school marks. And I remember in our graduate, my high school graduation, like I didn't get into York. I didn't get into universities. Right. And so my dad was so furious and he was so ashamed of me. Right. And it's like, I thought like, I tried my best. I, I took calculus. I shouldn't be taking calculus. It's like OEC biology. I shouldn't be taking OEC biology. Right. And I remember my dad, making a comment like I should work at like McDonald's or something right and so rather than wanting to fight my dad I just sat there and cried right because of that conditioning because of that um hardwiring you know it's like you give me everything so like I'm not going to try to disrespect you or name call because we're not on equal footing right and this is just a learning experience i'm gonna have to go back to the drawing board and i gotta figure it out right but my job is not to mudsling with you because that's not how it works for me now this is uh this is fascinating i'm so glad that you're you're you guys are here you guys are sharing you guys are open about um yeah who you are and what you've brought to the marriage and what you're bringing to us as a, a bethany community and so appreciate uh, your openness and your authenticity with us. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up. There is a lot more that we're gonna talk about, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna pause this and we're gonna carry it over to our next episode. Uh, we got some parenting things uh, that we want to talk about back on the next episode, and we're gonna pick it right back up where we left off with with Austin and Laura and Jen. And uh, we'll we'll see you next time. And we just pray God's blessing on you wherever you are. And we'll, we'll talk to you again soon.